0: Hello and welcome to Fret Dojo, it's Greg O'Rourke here and in today's episode I want to show you a very cool jazz guitar warm-up exercise that's a very nice one because it's a multi-layered kind of thing where you can work out your technique, your phrasing, and your speed and also your creativity as well all in the one exercise to kind of get those juices flowing for when you want to uh, get into the main part of your jazz guitar practice. So let's go to a close up now of this exercise that we're going to cover that I call the almost slurred scale exercise. I'll explain why I call it that in a moment, but make sure that you click the link below this video to get a printable PDF of all the exercises that we're going to cover in this lesson, as well as a play along backing track as well uh, to work out your chops. Okay, well let's have a look at the exercise and then I'll break it down for you step by step. That was the complete exercise. Don't freak out, it's not as hard as it looks. What I'm going to do now is break this apart for you step by step so that you can learn exactly how to do this at home. So here's the first exercise in the PDF that's for this lesson. Make sure that you click the link below to get this if you haven't already. So we're going to start with this A Dorian scale. Now you can use any scale for this exercise. Um, It's just I felt like working out the Dorian scale today. And we're just going to run through that now so you can hear the sound of the scale. Um, We're going to run this over two octaves um, in the first instance, but then we're going to um, extend it a little bit in subsequent exercises. Okay, so let's play this through. So uh, this isn't the exercise yet, this is just the pattern that you should familiarize yourself with first. So now exercise two, uh, this is how I was getting that very smooth technique that I was demonstrating before over the full exercise. Uh, The trick with this, and a great teacher, Mike Price, showed me how to do this once is to use hammer-ons, but very selectively. So, uh, you know, you might have done exercises in in the past where you slur, or hammer-on, or pull off every single possible note that you can, and it kind of sounds like this. Okay, so that's kind of a, a cool thing to do sometimes, but it's more a special effect. Uh, I find that using uh, slurs, which is basically hammer-ons or pull-offs, is more useful if you do it selectively So uh, only basically hammering between two notes out of every uh, pattern on each string Okay, so let's say with this first uh, three notes here, we have A, B and C now I might uh, choose to just hammer on between two of those notes, so in this case we're going to do hammer on between A and B, but then we'll pluck C Okay. now this same pattern happens on the next string Uh, if I start from the fourth note, the D on the fifth fret of the fifth string see how I'm hammering on the first two Uh, uh, of the pattern on the string and then playing the remaining note and then for the final two notes there's only two notes on that string before it goes to the next one so I'm just going to uh, hammer on between those two notes So it's kind of like a hybrid between completely slurring it and not slurring it at all. So this way it doesn't sound too choppy when you're playing jazz, because if you pluck every note it'll sound like this. See how it sounds more like classical music or something like that? Uh, But on the other hand, if you slur every single one, it sounds (laughs) alright. It's actually a little bit trickier to do, and also it kind of has that more sort of um, blurry sort of sound. So you can get a nice kind of even phrasing if you incorporate slurs just every so often in lines. And if you transcribe anything by Charlie Parker or, or, um, you know, Joe Pass, Wes Montgomery, they're doing this kind of technique all the time. So uh, let's try to play this line through. I'll just do it at a slowish tempo, this exercise, so you can really see what I'm doing. I'll try to get my um, plucking hand in shot as well. Now I'm using finger style, but the same process applies with a pick. It doesn't really matter how you're plucking the strings uh, on your right hand, you can still do this exercise. One, two, three, four. Let's do that again, two, three, four. up it'll sound like this one two three four now what I like to do whenever I'm plucking a note with this kind of thing I like to accent it a bit so uh, that that gives you that kind of nice bebop style phrasing right so um, uh, you can like punch out notes here and there when you actually pluck them with your plucking hand and uh, and then it smooths uh, around that with the slurs so it's very cool And it sounds quite exciting and and you can get a lot of speed that way as well. So this is why I've called this exercise the almost slurred scale exercise because I'm almost using slurs, uh, those hammer-ons, every so often rather than on every single note. So that's the first part of what I want you to work on here. But then to extend this exercise and make it more useful, it's good to go across several octaves uh, rather than just sticking in the one position. That way we can work out our position shifts as well And also we'll get more range available to us when we go to take a solo. Let's have a look Alright, so now we have exercise 3 here. Now uh, Let's look at moving this kind of idea across to other uh, Positions on the guitar. So let's go to the middle register now. So I can do the same exercises down here But I can move it up to the seventh fret now and start with my first finger on the seventh fret of the fourth string, and and still play a Dorian scale and with all these hammer-ons and everything like that. We're just uh, it's kind of this way we can connect to the higher positions on the instrument. Let's have a look. One, two, three, four. So you can see what I'm doing here, I'm hammering on the first note out of each of the uh, patterns on each string. So there's a hammer on with this first connection here, then pluck the last one on that string, then move to the next string, hammer on the first two, and there's no more left on that string so I'll go to the next string, hammer on the first two, pluck the last one. So that's the basic pattern I'm using. Okay, so that's the middle register and then I can then shift up here and play the high register We're going to connect these together in a minute, but let's uh, play this high one first So this is the second bar on your screen here starting with the A note on the 10th fret So now we've got these three areas of the fretboard that we've kind of worked on so starting down in the low position I played a few more in our first example, but what we're going to do now is move up to the middle position that's on your screen and then the high position here and that means that we can then connect them all, which is what we're going to do in the next exercise Okay, so this is one of the most useful ways that I find uh, to play and solo in jazz is to kind of move in this kind of more horizontal direction on the fretboard horizontal meaning as if you're looking at your left hand kind of horizontally moving uh, left and right from from your field of view uh, whereas moving across the strings would be more vertical so by moving kind of in this horizontal way you get a full octave range of the instrument which really brings a lot more uh, interest to your soloing simply having a greater range because often people are playing lines and stuff like that but it's always stuck in this single position, which means the range gets kind of boring after a while. So if you have a way to break out of that range and move up and down the fretboard, it can greatly increase your uh, creative possibilities and your interest overall in your soloing. So this is why uh, incorporating these position shifts is so useful. So let's um, uh, play this now. I'll just play it slowly first. One, two, three, four. see I incorporated some some sliding position shifts between the notes Uh, having a common finger between position shifts is really useful because it it helps uh, you maintain your um, uh, your connection with the fretboard when you change positions, so it's less risky okay I'll play it a bit faster now two three four So that's basically the first half of the exercise, using hammer-ons and a combination of position shifts to move all the way down from the low register of the instrument all the way uh, right up high. So now what I want you to do is to do the reverse. So now we're going to do pull-offs instead because slurs are hammer-ons and pull-offs. Okay, So we're going to start from the top and then use pull-offs to go all the way uh, from the top all the way back to the bottom again. Okay, So let's try that now. Alright, so let's give this a go. It's the same pattern that we did before, connecting uh, these three octaves. But we're starting from the top now, going from this very high note A here. And then I'm doing pull-offs. I've kind of uh, arranged the pull-offs in a way that kind of feels comfortable to me when I'm playing them. Um, so, but there's, this is all very adaptable. You can just basically either do it on the fly, how, how it feels right, or work it out in advance in a different way to me. It really doesn't matter. Okay, so let's go from the top here. Two, three, four. Yeah, sometimes just sl- l- using a slide as a slur is very useful because at high speeds it-, it sounds pretty similar to plucking it, but it's a lot less difficult to do. So um, I'll-, I'll show you a bit more up tempo now. See how that slide when I incorporated that, it kind of um, uh, still gave the same effect but but made it a lot easier to just nail the note. Okay, so now that we've got the ascending uh, hammer-ons that we covered in the first few exercises and now the pull-offs, Uh, in the in the second half of the exercises now we can combine them to make that full exercise that I was playing at the start of the lesson what a great workout so let's give it a go now I might put on the backing track so that you can play along with this so we'll go in after four beats So that's the exercise. Now, that's a great warm up in itself. As you can hear, it's really going to smooth out my phrasing, uh, work out those multiple positions, uh, my technique, my speed as well. Uh, don't worry if you can't play it that fast yet, just build it up little bit by little bit. It, once you play it after a week or so, you'll find that you'll get a lot more agility if you do this every day. But what we can do now is actually use it as an improvisation exercise. So let's take the same backing track now, and just play pieces of it uh, uh, up and down over the backing track, or work out some slurs in each of those uh, registers, and um, even just with this simple idea, you can get a lot of creative juice out of it, and it's a great effect to incorporate in your solo as a kind of a flashy kind of effect. So uh, let's uh, give that a go now. So I'll put the backing track on as a bit of an example so you can uh, get inspired to try this as well. Absolutely scale exercise what a fantastic one to work out all aspects of your technique at once that's something that I'm always looking for for a warm-up exercise because you want something that just doesn't focus on one thing it's kind of like a multi-layered exercise where you can get things like speed position shifts uh, a bit of creativity phrasing uh, all in the one little package so it's a simple exercise but a very powerful one and I guarantee if you practice this every day for a week or so you'll really start to notice the results filter into your own playing make sure that you remember to download the pdf and backing track for this lesson via the link below and that's all for this episode so as always thanks for watching